It has been a week of Duo and Xbox. Happy Friday, friends. It has been a busy week, and I think I've created more videos this week on the channel than I have done uh, in maybe since its inception, because it has been an astronomically busy week from uh, the Duo, Microsoft Surface Duo, which has now been released and available, and you can go buy one, or depending on if somebody screwed up your shipping, you might be getting it today instead of yesterday, but that's, you know, water under the, the bridge, if you will, and also been the news of all the Xbox stuff. And so typically we would run through the headlines, but uh, there's a ton of questions this week, which cover pretty much everything. So that's going to be the focus. But I want to just bring up one thing. Like late last night, something happened or somebody tweeted out an image of the Xbox Series V. And I apologize for people who are listening to this on the audio version, but I want to talk about this because... <laughs> It, it, I need to just, yeah, you'll see why. So this image right here shows an Xbox Series X, an Xbox Series V, and an Xbox Series S showed up. And everyone's thinking that these, the V is going to be a Series X that just is without the disk drive. That's the biggest difference. Um, I'm going to be completely transparent here. I have not heard anything about this. So I'm not saying it's real. I'm not saying it's not real. But my hunch leads me to believe that this is not real. And let me explain why. Couple big reasons here. First off, Microsoft has already announced the X and the S. And the, the logic here is that, hey, the X is at 499, the S is at 299, so the V would be 399, right? That at every single price point, and life just makes so much sense when that happens. And this is some sort of ace in the sleeve against Sony, and blah, 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 that is the narrative. But there's some things that really stand out about this image that just don't quite make sense. First of all, first of all, X and S have been what Microsoft has been using for a generation, right? We already know what they've been doing with the last gen stuff. I'm not going to repeat that narrative. And then to come along and introduce another variant, the V. I don't know where the V comes from. Maybe maybe viscous. I don't. I'm making that up. Um, I don't. I don't understand where the V comes from. But here's one of the the first things that jumped out to me when Microsoft last generation took a console and got rid of the disk drive. They called it the All Digital Edition. Now, obviously, they're not calling the Series S here the All Digital but they typically don't want to introduce a new name because that is very expensive to educate the consumer on your SKU lineup. They already have two which are well established and to introduce a third into the lineup would make things a little bit more confusing about which one to buy. Not to mention it looks very similar into the casual consumer. They might struggle to understand all the differences between each consoles and the pricing and all that. And it could be just a little bit messy and it would honestly make more sense if they just called the Series X all digital um, edition and just called it that rather than introducing a potentially new SKU. Here's the biggest thing that jumps out of me. Well, two things that jump out of me. Maybe even three things. We'll go with three things. First off, the size. If you look at the size, it's very clearly sitting in between the X and the S. Okay, that, that makes some sense. But to me, it looks like it's a little too small. If all they did was take the disk drive out, the device should not collapse that much. Like that. that is pretty significant size reduction and we all know approximately the size of a blu-ray drive now you could make the argument that hey that's what they did and that's why it's smaller okay we can maybe buy that it does appear to be shorter than the series x in this image which would not make any sense because they're not going to change up the motherboard size they're not going to change the placement they're not going to change a lot of things candidly because they're trying to maximize production value and the production supply line and to have different mounting methods would be a little odd and different sizes but the number one thing that stands out in this image to me and, and the best that i can tell is that series v does not have a usb port on the front of the console every other console does 
And so where is it on the Series V? Maybe it's behind the controller that's shown, but that would again seem awkward and require a redesign of some of the stuff that's going on in there. I personally don't think the Series V is uh, a thing. I, I, I'm not, I would be pleasantly surprised if Microsoft comes out with a, a console that sits in the middle. A $100 price point reduction for moving a drive seems steep to me, basically based on what we know about the last generation. So I don't think the evidence is really there to support something like this. It kind of reminds me of that rumored hidden GPU in the last generation stuff. And so that is uh, that is that. So I don't think the Series V is real, but I could be pleasantly surprised. You know, Microsoft gets one by me. That's, you know, hats off to them and I applaud them if they do. And, um, you know, I whatever. Um, so here we go. We're going to jump into the questions this week because there's just, there's a lot of them. And I think they do a wonderful job of kind of wrapping up this week. Um, and so we will start here at the top with an old Amiga user who just tossed one in at the very last minute. He says, probably too late, but he's not too late. He's got uh, just in time. So after reviewing the Duo, do you think it would have made more sense as a Windows 10 XRT mobile device? I understand the reasoning for Android and closing the app gap, but since most apps do not take advantage of the form factor and the form factor doesn't really work as a phone, would they have been better off using their own OS and including Continuum? No, I don't, I don't think so. Because despite the fact, and he's, he's right, that most most and not even most all third-party apps right now do not take advantage of the dual screen display on the duo but they are still there you don't need to use all the apps in that sort of what microsoft i believe calls enlightened or enhanced mode where they take advantage of both displays while that is nice when an app does that it's not critical and i would much rather have the option of going to the play store and accessing the whatever millions of apps that are potentially there even if they don't take advantage of dual screens i do think android was the right move here for microsoft and i don't think they would have gotten it out the door in this capacity in this timeline without running uh, android on it uh, Brother Nod with a bunch of questions here about the Duo. Uh, factoring inflation, uh, the Palm Tungsten T, that's a throwback, launched at $715,000, at $715 in $2020, including inflation there. Uh, what do you think Microsoft could cut the Duo to cost $800? Uh, right now it costs $1,400. If they wanted to make it $800, they'd have to get rid of one display. That's the only way they could do it. Uh, is there any way to find Duo enhanced apps? Nope, <laughs> there's not, uh, not unless Microsoft pre-installs them. So it's only Microsoft apps too. So there's no, I don't think there's any third party. I'm sure they will. Like people who are building Windows phone apps uh, will probably take advantage of that. But I, there's not, I don't think there's any third parties yet. Um, if Enhanced app is made for the Surface Duo, will it also be fancier on folding phones like the Galaxy Fold? It's a good question, but we, I don't think... I don't think so. We don't know the resolution. Um, it's going to come down to the resolution specific guidelines on how that is implemented. Uh, when will the Duo get Android 11? Excellent question. I asked Microsoft this and they gave me the generic answer and they said uh, it will come eventually. So they, they are supporting um, fast updates and Microsoft went to great lengths to not customize the Android install to as best of their ability. I mean, it's it's pretty close. I know some people are going to point out some differences. But it's pretty close, though, to stock Android. Uh, it's not like they ripped it apart and applied this massive amount of lipstick on it to make it their own. It is. They tried to keep it as close as possible for the exact reason of installing updates to be a little bit smoother. Uh, if you get mobile data on the Duo, does it cost the same as a smartwatch or a smartphone? It is the same as a smartphone. And can you pair two headphones with the Duo? Uh, two people... Uh, watch two separate YouTube video devices in tent mode. I don't think you can. That's an interesting question. So what he's talking about is when it's folded over, um, you could have a, you could effectively have videos on each screen. I didn't try that. I didn't think about that scenario, but that's something that I will have to 
play around with. Uh, Kadupa says, hey Brad, looks like the Surface Duo has lots of bugs and many reviewers have complained about it as well. So here are my questions. Bugs are due to the Microsoft's well-known shipping policies of ship now, fix later. No, this is more, I think, some on the... the it's hard, it's hard to explicitly explain um, where the bugs are because I personally believe that they're in Android and it's because Android wasn't initially designed, especially I think Android 10, I could be wrong on this, for this type of an arrangement. This is brand new, so it's in the OS that we are seeing a lot of the bugs. I don't think the bugs in the apps, there are some apps and bugs, for example, on mobile or on Outlook, I should say. Um, if you have it on one window pane in the top right corner, there's a button up there and it allows you to filter by new. And when you go to the enhanced or enlightened version, that button is gone. Um, so there's little things like that that can kind of drive you nuts. But I think most of the bugs are more in Android itself rather than particularly the apps that Microsoft has built. Uh, will Microsoft resort to yearly upgrades or stick with their own schedule for the new iteration of the Duo? That's a good question. I don't know exactly yet. Uh, I do know that they're working on Duo 2. I believe it's Zeta is the name. Um, but we don't we don't know what Microsoft is going to do because the reason why I hesitate is you look at something like the Surface Book 3, by the way, and it get, it's on like an 18-month, sometimes longer. You look at the Surface Studio, it's an, on a, Surface Studio is like even a longer timeline, like 24 months, something like that. And so we haven't, we've got, haven't gone through a cycle yet to understand what Microsoft is planning to do. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, will Microsoft ever achieve Duo's full potential given Android is by Google and without forking, Microsoft might not ever reach its goals? Well, I think Android 11 will help because I think Android 11 has more like dual screen functionality built into it because that, that's a form factor that is starting to materialize. You know, we, there's a couple of vendors out there now. Um, I think it will get there, but again, they're not building everything. So they're sort of at the mercy of what Google is doing, um, which at the same time means they're only focusing on the app. So the app experience should be quite good. Uh, continuing and going forward. So, uh, da, 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 BTR producer says, Hey, Brad, the school I work at is looking at investing in a class of Surface Studio devices, interesting, for use as a digital media laboratory for students. But we're cautious about buying now, given the current studios are two years old. You are not wrong there. Uh, any rumors circulating that we might be seeing a Surface Studio refresh in the next six months? Um, here's what I would do. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say yes, because I have heard things are happening. I don't know if they're going to happen in the next six months. Like long, locking down release timelines is really, really difficult. Here's what I would honestly do. If you are truly a school and an education, um, and you are looking at doing a deployment with this large, call up your Microsoft service contact and be completely transparent about them, about what you're going to do, because they can tell you pretty good, like explicitly, um, they will, they're not going to like come out and say, yes, it's exactly launching this day. Be like, look, hey, we want to order a bunch of these things and we don't want to order last gen. When can we order the next gen? Um, they might be able to point you in a little bit better direction because they'll be able to run it up the chain, especially if it's a significant order. Uh, Dave says, a question on EA Play. Is EA Play a free add-on sweetener for anyone who subscribes to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or is it limited only to those subscribing uh, via Xbox All Access Monitor? Nope. If you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you are getting EA Play included. Nothing, you don't have, it's nothing, that's it. It's that simple. If you're paying 15 bucks a month, you're not going to get all those EA games for no additional charge. It's it, That has been, to me, that announcement and the $2.99 price point for the Series S are yeah, it's significant, really, really significant. So, uh, Joe asks, I think Sony has two PS5 consoles coming out, one with a drive and one in a digital edition. What do you think of the pricing those will be? My guess is they're going to be right around that $4.99 price point. 
pretty confident in that. I think they're going to, they would be, Sony would be doing a serious disservice to itself to price it anything higher than $499 because let's just say it's $549 or $599. And then it's like, hey, the Xbox is more powerful. Like the narrative really falls apart for Sony if they price it anything higher than the Series X. Uh, Do you think xCloud for the iPhone will end up happening or do you think Apple is going to hold their ground and not let it happen? I think Apple is going to be just kicking their heels or digging their heels in, I should say, and not letting it happen unless they strike some weird deal with Microsoft. But given what's going on with Epic right now, I think we're going to have to sit on the sidelines and wait for this one to happen. Uh, Do you think there will be any cheap xCloud devices for TVs or some integration partnership with folks like Roku or Samsung? I think Samsung is a key partner here. I mean, look at all the stuff Microsoft does with the uh, Samsung line with your phone and everything else. It's always announced on a Samsung first. It would not surprise me to see an xCloud or cloud gaming, as Microsoft would like me to call it, uh, app show up on Samsung TVs. It's all there. The technology all exists. All you need to be able to do is connect a controller to your display. That might be the missing component out of all this candidly is being able to get that low latency connection between the TV and the controller. That would be the potential bundle that you might see. We'll find out, but I could absolutely see, and I know it was on their agenda, like at least like, you know, goals of the programs, like get it on all the TVs because that's another way that they can just sell it directly. And it's a pretty good experience. I, again, as the, as the overarching theme, every time I mention xCloud, it's really great for single-player games like Ori. Uh, you can play FPS online. You can do FPS local, which is typically good enough. But FPS online is always a little dicey, and you might be uh, suffering there a bit if if that's what you're planning to do with xCloud. So uh, what which Xbox are you getting, the S or the X? I'm probably going to buy the X. So that that's i have a 4k tv um an lg oled and it supports hdmi 2.1 and dolby vision and dolby atmos uh which were just announced coming to the console no big surprise there but the dolby vision will be nice on the console so that is coming too um have you heard any rumors on the performance of new AMD graphics cards coming out as compared to the new 3000 series um officially no comment i i there's some stuff coming so that's all you need to know or all that I should probably be able to say. Uh, Houston says, from the Series S reveal video, Microsoft says they're getting studios to target 4K60 on the X and then scale down to 1080 1440p on the 60 for the Series S. Will the Series S hold the generation's visual fidelity density back, uh, considering that the game developers could have used the PS5 and Series X horsepower to make things better? Um, so this has been a big narrative because one developer said, hey, the Series S is going to hold back um, the Series X. I don't buy that narrative anymore. Um, Developers for generations have been building for PCs that have multiple, a PC, first off, let's just talk about the S for a second. The S has the exact same CPU on as the X. So there's no performance from the CPU perspective difference. The only difference is the GPU. That's the only difference. Now there is, yes, 512 gig storage versus one terabyte, but from a, a performance perspective, it's the same velocity architecture. It is the same CPU. The GPU is different. Game developers on the PC have been targeting variable uh, CPUs and variable GPUs for decades, for decades. And a console, they already did it last generation. Did you hear anybody holding graphics back because this, the One X and One S existed at the same time? I don't buy the narrative that the S is going to hold things back. I understand where it initially came from, and I understand that thought process. Uh, but that's just lazy development. And your AAA games and your your big shooters definitely have the budget to be able to scale um, based on which machine it is running on. I'm not. I I don't. I, lazy development should not be a 
reason that the one or the Series X graphics are held back. If you build for um, the the if you build for the Series S, it's not a leap. It's not like a, a significant rework to get the 4K assets in there. So um, yeah, that's my kind of rant, if you will. Bish Bash says, I work in the UK's National Health Service where Office... Oh, Office 365 questions. Some of my favorite. Where Office 365 is commonplace and Microsoft Teams is now widely adopted. However, there is no Microsoft software suite that uh, collates patient records, i.e. clinical observations, documents, and various uh, specialties test results with Teams. Now, how has Microsoft ever thought about entering the healthcare business by providing their own electronic patient record app, i.e. Microsoft 365 for Health or Azure for Health? Yes, they have. They've had one, and I believe they shut it down. <laughs> now, there was some uh, resurgence of health, and I can't remember off the top of my head what they started doing. But Microsoft is very aware of this market being massive. And you are absolutely right that this market is massive, and there's a ton of big players. And Microsoft did, I think, was it called Health Vault? It might have been called Health Vault. Um, and so I know they're starting to poke around in this again now that Teams has blown up as hopefully using Teams as the complete end-to-end -end solution for some of this stuff. But I don't have any information explicitly on that topic right now. Uh, Sidechoker in with a bunch of questions. Does the Duo support more than English? It I mean, it's Android, so it should. Um, does the Duo output video over the USB-C dongle? I haven't tried this personally, but I believe it does. I believe you can actually do that. Will the Duo be your main phone? No, it will not. Um, there's various reasons for that. One is I'm on Verizon. Two, I use iMessage with my wife and my daughter, uh, which is a, a blessing and a curse because it's great because you can put things on like an iPad, um, but it's also a curse because I'm kind of stuck into that environment. Um, I do plan to use the Duo though quite a bit. Like it's a, if I have to take a Teams call on the road, I'm absolutely using the Duo. If I know I'm going to be sending email on the road, I'm absolutely using the Duo. Because the Duo, as I wrote in my review, it's a good PDA. It's a good secondary productivity device. If we were in a world where... Like, if you go back to the world where companies issued Blackberries, I think black you could swap out Blackberries for D, for Duo. Like, that is the market for it. And when it comes to work and getting things done, um, the Duo absolutely outshines the iPhone in every capacity. But from a daily user perspective, like on a Saturday and Sunday, the Duo is a little big for the pocket uh, at the end of the day. So, uh, will you be? Uh, what will be the new price for the One S? I bet they target one ninety nine. Is kind of like the out the door price, maybe with a bundle of Game Pass, or maybe one forty nine. I don't. I don't know. We got to watch that market. Uh, what about Xbox Cloud Console? Um, that's sort of that's just the cloud gaming stuff. So I'm. I, I don't know if you're expecting like a dongle stick. I, I'm not. I don't think those things are coming still. So. Uh, why isn't every Xbox Game Studio in xCloud yet? Well, some of them haven't launched games. I mean, they should. They will all eventually be there. And so, yeah. Uh, do you know why Minecraft Dungeons doesn't support Play Anywhere or even Crossplay? That is a good question because Minecraft kind of made its mark on that. I know that they wanted to keep some exclusivity to the Microsoft franchise, or I believe the Xbox 2. Um, that was sort of the push, and so maybe that's why, but I don't know why it, it wouldn't sync across PC. That's a good, that's a fair question. If anybody knows, I'd love to hear the answer. In uh, one of the duo videos from Microsoft, they say, watch TVs and movies, but did they mean TVs and movies Apple come to Android? So there, it was supposed to. I still don't know if it is, uh, but you can definitely watch TVs and movies on your, your duo via the apps that are there. Uh, Bish Bash with another question says, I have an SB2 15-inch, a Surface Book 2, and I absolutely love it. However, uh, with the Surface laptop being a gr great device and Surface Neo being delayed for 10x and the Surface Book itself coming up on the fourth iteration, I'm wondering what role the book will actually play and how it should evolve. So the Surface Book is the MacBook Pro competitor, and the Surface Laptop is the MacBook, uh, just your, your vanilla isn't 
MacBook competitor. I don't think it's MacBook Air, just whatever like the non-pro version uh, is called now these days. And so that is the distinction. The book will always be the premier, the top dog, the most expensive model. And that's just the way Microsoft is um, is going. So where do I think it's going is his actual question. I think it's just going to be a continuous evolution and a minimizing. So the Surface Book 3 is is a chunky boy right now with the, the major hinge, which I don't necessarily mind, but it's a big laptop. Um, I expect that they would eventually shrink the bezels a little bit and try to just minimize the footprint while maintaining the maximum flexibility of the device. SRRLX1986 says, will xCloud be playable on the new Xbox Series consoles? Good question, because it was initially supposed to do that. So I think it's going to come in some sort of hybrid scenario, because what Microsoft initially talked about is you go to Game Pass, right? And you pick a game. And let's just say that game is, make up a number, 60 gigs, and you can't wait for it to download. That is the perfect scenario for xCloud, where xCloud can let you just start playing instantly while the game is potentially downloading in the background, provided you have enough bandwidth. That is the version I think would eventually come to consoles at least that is what microsoft had flirted with um, when they were talking about doing all this stuff so just be on the lookout for something along those lines so uh, my other question is regard to flight sim will it be on xcloud i hope so there's nothing I, there's nothing i would more love more than to be able to put my razor phone or android phone into the razor kishi here and be able to play that on the road i'd love to be able to throw my iphone in there but that's not happening um that Flight sim on a little screen like that is is that is like the holy grail uh, for me for xCloud. So I am absolutely waiting for it. I hope it does. I, I would imagine they're trying, but it's pretty significant. Uh, Eisner says, two questions for you this week, Brad. How do you decide when to leak a major piece of news like the Xbox Series S images and pricing versus waiting for Microsoft or another company to announce your embargo lifting? So that is a fantastic question, and I'll try to answer it in the most politically correct way as possible. Because it... it <laughs> It really depends on how I arrive at the information. There, there's millions of ways things. Microsoft could accidentally post it to a site. Uh, insiders could you know, properly uh, send it over. It could be an anonymous source. It could be an image posted to uh, a NeoGAF or Reset Era or 4chan or Reddit or one of those sites. It really just kind of depends. So the first major caveat is how does the information come into to my possession? Um, that is the first question. And then that dictates how I go about publishing it. Because if it's, if it's information that I can sit on, like for, I've known a lot of things for a very long time, but not all of them are worth publishing. Cause you have to understand that as soon as I publish something, the value to me is zero because now the whole world knows about it, which is fine that, you know, that's the industry or the business or the, whatever the career that I'm in. And that is absolutely fine. And that is the end goal, but that is the end of that journey for that piece of information. What is better to do in for my personal self is to understand the narrative of like how products are evolving because those posts are much more genuine and harder for other um, publications to just copy. Cause like if I publish, let's just say making, this is completely made up. Xbox series V is coming tomorrow. Do not, it's going to end up somewhere. And, and I just publish that like every site on the planet can just go copy that. And then there's no value to come back and read what I actually wrote. And so Trying to create narratives is much more fun and much more fulfilling than publishing. Don't get me wrong. The, the Xbox Series S stuff was interesting. Um, but candidly, uh, the Xbox Series S stuff came because it got published to, it, it, it got dumped effectively to a public location that I knew that I had access to. And I know other journalists had 
actual access to the same information that I was seeing. And so it wasn't me just sitting there on this image for 19 months and then just publishing it. It was, oh gosh, somebody dumped it uh, into a public location and then there was a race. Because if you guys noticed that I published, but then there was a bunch of fast follows by many different publications who had um, actually more information than I did initially. And so it, it's... There's a lot more to this discussion that are great for over beers, but maybe not a podcast. Um, now that you leaked the Microsoft and Microsoft confirmed the Xbox Series S pricing, do you think that would put pressure on Microsoft to announce the Xbox Series X pricing before Sony? And if it does, uh, that's oh, that's what put pressure on. So, well, okay, so I announced, you know, complete transparency. I announced the 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 Series S and the pricing. Uh, Windows Central Jazz and Zach announced the Series X pricing and availability date. That was not me. I, somebody attributed that back to me. I did not announce November 10th. Um, I did not announce the, the 499 Series X pricing. That was Windows Central. That was not Brad Sams. Please don't bring the hate on me. I'm just, you know, <laughs> passing along the news because I got a lot of flack for that Series S stuff. A lot of it. Um, and so I don't, I don't think what has transpired has really shaped anything. Microsoft knew the price points they were going to target, and that's just kind of the end of the day uh, on that. Uh, Matt Thinus says, any blowback from the leak? I mean, is Microsoft happy with me? No. I mean, at the end of the day, I absolutely empathize with the Xbox team who did a remarkable job building all this stuff up. Uh, but the reality is, is that they sat and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And the longer they wait with more people having access to the content, the more likely it is to get accidentally pushed out the door. Um, you know, I, I, I was the messenger in this scenario. I was not the source of knowledge. I was quite simply the messenger. And I can absolutely guarantee you that if I didn't hit publish when I did, other people were going to hit publish right behind me. And so while I am the face of everything that has just transpired, and granted, the thing is, is I've been talking about Lockhart since December of 2018. December of 2018. I've been reporting on all the way, the highs, the lows, the misses, and the accuracies. And so this was sort of just like the, the end of the story for me personally, because I kind of started the conversation and then here it ended. But I can tell you for an absolute fact, that if I didn't hit publish 1030 or whatever time it was at night at, at 1040, it would have been published on another publication, um, larger or smaller than the one that I pushed on. And so, you know, you can, you can point at me and, and say, I'm the bad guy, but 10 minutes later, it the whole story would have been by somebody else. And so the options I had in this scenario were to either a just hit publish or just kind of sit back and wait and let let other people just hit publish and then I can follow on their stuff. So, you know, it was damned if I do, damned if I don't. And the ultimate loser was absolutely those people at Microsoft who worked very hard on this. But at the same time, they could have announced this stuff back in June uh, when they, I believe they were initially going to and none of this would have happened. And so there you go. Uh, the Joe Finn says, when it rains, it pours, right? So do you have any news on Windows 10X leaks? Um, no, not, not worth talking about right now. Just there's not a whole lot there, at least at least not yet from my perspective. Hey, Brad, very interesting week with all the Xbox news. I understand the excitement behind the Series S is a huge value. My understanding is from the inside the Series S video is that the Series S renders at 1440, but a separate chip handles the upscaling to 4K. Obviously, the difference from rendering from native to 4K, but functionally in trying to decide on a purchase on the 22nd. If you already have a 4K UA HDR setup without HDMI 2.1, 
Are we really going to see a difference in $200? Yes. Um, you will see a difference in the frame rate. So that is frame rate is, is disconnected from your HDMI cable. It's quite literally how many frames per second you're going to get. Yes, you might be missing some of the higher advanced um, visual functionality, but you will absolutely see a difference in the frame rate performance of that. Now, what you could do is just buy the Series S, play it on your current TV, and then when you're ready to update your TV to a one to one that will support HDMI 2.1, then there you go. Then that would be a time, and then you get a better console and whatever else, so you can save a little money up front if that's something you're wanting to do. Uh, Thrust Bucket says, what games coming out around the Series XX launch do you know that will be supporting Enhanced to take full advantage of? Uh, of it. It seems it seems even Valhalla and Cyberpunk are both saying enhancements will come later next year. Uh, what we'll be able to play so we can get design and take advantage of. I think we're still waiting to hear from Microsoft on some of the full uh, kit and caboodle launch titles of the next generation console. I could be wrong there uh, on, on that. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I thought actually um, Valhalla was actually supposed to support all that, but I think I'm getting confused with what you were saying is that the enhancements will come out a little bit later. That might just be the narrative, honestly, because a lot of these games are still finalizing their development and to try to finalize the development for a console that they haven't had full experience with and they want to make sure, obviously, it's a good good update. Um, it might just be something we have to wait on. Matt Bear says, hey, Brad, any news on when the Surface Neo, when is it that coming? So it's definitely been delayed. That is the device that's going to supposed to run Windows 10X. But considering they've shifted focus from 10X to be single, single screens first, um, I, I think we're at least a year away at best. And Mr. PAI rounding it out. Ending the week with a fun question, a serious one. Have you played games using xCloud on the Duo yet? His question actually came in uh, right after I published, and that was right before I published my Duo uh, gaming on, or xCloud on Duo. And so, yes, I have. I've played, I, I always play Ori, that just because, again, that is the standard de facto game. And it's fine. Um, the problem is, is that you have to use it in the tent, like the tent arrangement, and it only works very well if you put it on a desk with a Bluetooth controller. It does not work with the Razer Kishi. It doesn't really work with this type of a setup either um and so serious question can you actually create a dock with the surface duo as fast as you could with the surface mini so the surface mini uh was a device that was canceled and something that again i broke some of the news on uh many many years ago and so the surface mini was running proper wind well windows rt um so i would to answer your question i think you could probably create a a document faster on the mini only because you could hit the windows key and type word in the dock i guess you could kind of do that on uh the duo but the mini actually had a proper keyboard so i would say the actual answer there is the mini so it has been an absolutely crazy week in my life um so we had the xbox series s news um on on monday which was at a massive high that same evening i had a, a, a death a my grandmother passed away on the same day as the posting of the Series S. Then we had the, the Duo news going out. So it has just been like a, a roller coaster of emotions this week's friends. And so I am wrapping this up to head to a funeral, which during this sort of era is a, a bit of a cluster. It's not even really a funeral, thanks to everybody um, coughing on each other. So uh, we will see you all next week and have yourselves a wonderful weekend.